fullback belly. Three tight ends, including Haydner. Kuhn is the fullback with the first and goal. Kuhn gets the ball. Pile Back guy. Brought to you by the good people at the Rotor Street Journal, paving your way to fantasy glory, acting as your lead blocker to fantasy titles, excellence, the moral high ground, as we discussed last time, and everything in between. It's great to be back. Seems like forever since uh, the Wolf and I have done a show at our regular spot. Like, what's up with that? Once in the last two weeks, wasn't even at our regular time, but it's all right. All's well with the world. We're back. We're leading up to Thursday night football. We got a lot to talk about. And I, of course, am your host, Nat The Truth Jones, with me as usual, the Wolf of Rotor Street himself. Wolf, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. And we, I'd love to banter. I know we were just both talking about Mike Williams screwing us over on Monday night. I just needed the kicker, but needed to beat the kicker. But we have Alex Collins. We have huge news. And I already have like 30 questions on my Twitter. And so we're going to try to rip through our preview show. As you guys know, we typically will go about 40 minutes of the preview show and then spend the rest doing all your questions to kick off. I'm going to try to go even faster tonight. So everybody out there, get your thumbs up in, help us get to more people. But also, if you're on Twitter, for whatever reason now, the comments don't show up live on StreamYard anymore. It used to be Periscope. They've rechanged everything. I see that there's a good amount of you, about 100 already just jumped in on Twitter. That's awesome. I appreciate it. But if you want to get your question in, you have to jump in over on either YouTube or Facebook, Roto Street Journal. You can find us on either. Get your question on over there. I'm not trying to like promote us and make you come find us in other spots. I'm just telling you, if you want your question answered, and I know a ton of them have already come in, and you're on Twitter, it doesn't show up on StreamYard anymore. So come, please find us on YouTube, on Periscope. We're going to get into your questions, I promise. Yeah, tell a friend. Bring them on. The more the merrier. Um, so we're going to just definitively call this episode the Alex Collins Spectacular. Yeah. The news breaking out of NFL world is that Chris Carson, who happens to be featured running back on my fantasy team, who now, of course, is injured because everybody on my fantasy team is injured. uh, He will not be playing, which sets the table potentially for Alex Collins to be a must start. These guys pretty much split carries right around evenly last week. Collins actually outperformed Carson. Oh, yeah. Carson has a neck issue which kind of, uh, you know, reared its ugly head. And so here we are. Wolf, talk to me about this. Yeah, for one, the Carson issue could be bigger than originally estimated. Dr. Jesse Morris, we know we see him hitting up Twitter all over the place. He was speculating he might go to the IR. This could be long-term. So hopefully if you had Carson, you were smart enough to go get Alex Collins, who had a big game, as you said, outplayed Carson last week, saw about 40% of the snaps, did see 14 touches compared to 16 to Carson, or at least 14 opportunities. Ended up catching two balls, 34 yards, 46 yards on the ground. So 80 total yards and a TD for 15 fancy points. Alex Collins was the RB16 last week in a timeshare with Chris Carson. you got to imagine coming into tonight, he's going to probably play at least 60% of the snaps, see about 80% of the rush share, and not be splitting this. And yes, it's coming against a tougher defense, the Rams. But this offense, dating back to last year, this reminds me, and it kind of makes me feel like the universe is weird in ways, where we had a Thursday night that, that Carson missed and Carlos Hyde became the guy of the night. It's Thursday night football. Do I play Carlos Hyde? Do I take that early plunge on it? 
And thankfully, we said yes. We, we believe in this offense enough that even if we don't love Carlos Hyde, we think he's going to find the end zone. And he came through. I think he ended up getting like 20 fantasy points for us. To me, this is just a weird universe repeating itself. We got Thursday night, Alex Collins lined up for the featured rushing workload. I think he's finding the end zone. I think he's getting you about 50 to maybe even up to 100 yards. We'll see. This is a tough defense again, but he can catch the ball. He can do it all. I do think they'll bring in Travis Homer, DJ Dallas on third down. That's what they've been doing with Chris Carson all year. That's not going to change for Alex Collins. But every time this guy has gotten an opportunity, I, I mean, and I'm going to say I'm biased because, one, I'm an owner. So always, like, when you have the, the, the roster, you always have that bias going. But, two, I've loved the guy since baiting back to the Ravens. We picked him up that, like, week five, and he just became an RB1 down the stretch. This guy has always played well when given the opportunity. I don't buy the people like, oh, he's just a plotter. Don't get He has some pretty decent juice. I'm telling you. 80 yards, touchdown. You're going to be happy if you play him tonight. So we'll get to all your specific questions about him, and I know there's going to be a lot of flex ones too rather than just running back because he slots in at running back 20 right after Damian Williams for me, and, and maybe just as good if not better because of the offensive improvement here. I know I'm going a little long on uh, – It's okay. Know, it's a big story, and yeah, I think it's going to be – And I'm going to – I'm right now, I'm just going to jump everybody because I have a question. <laughs> That's uh, the benefit of hosting. Right, this is the yeah. privilege of actually being the guy that does the show with you. I'm in a weird spot. So I think I have to play him tonight, and I think I have to play him at running back. And the reason is my running backs are Cordero Patterson. <laughs> He's in. RB, yeah, he's in. And Christian McCaffrey, who maybe is in and maybe isn't in. So I figure what I do is I think – and I really don't have anybody else. I think I have Eli Mitchell at running back. So I picked up Collins. I think I got to play Collins at running back tonight, right? If McCaffrey ends up being healthy, obviously I'm going to flex him. But Which is just going to be funny to see, like, McCaffrey in the flex. It's almost, like, disrespectful to the guy. You know it he is. deserves your running back one slot. You just have to give him that pep talk ahead of the game. Hey, this wasn't to demote right. you. This was I had it. You had the 930 game. You had the, the Thursday night game. And I didn't know if you were playing. I'm right. sorry, it, Christian. Use this as some motivation. Slap him on the ass and send him in. Yeah. It's like bringing LeBron right off there. the bench. But yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're doing that exactly. But, I mean, like, I, I got to do it. Uh, 100%. You know, and, and, honestly, losing Carson and being uh, thin at running back – being able to pick up Collins, I, I feel good about that move. Right. Worst case scenario, you have Patterson locked in. I don't think you're benching him at this point. We'll talk about him in a second. No, uh, but ultimately, if you didn't play Collins and McCaffrey sat, who would be your next running back two up? Um, Eli Mitchell. Yeah, and he might. He's a big question mark too. He might right. not even play. Right. No, so yeah, you're playing Collins. My you're running, running back Collins situation tonight. went from deep and awesome to as thin as paper. So, yeah. but I feel, I mean, I feel lucky to have gotten Collins off a waiver wire that, wire that was otherwise pretty terrible. All right. Yeah. So we're going to get into the injury. In tonight. I think I'm going to, and I'm having a little Thursday night action anyway. Awesome. All right. So we're going to get, if you see me looking down at some point, I'm probably changing my lineup, but um, all right. <laughs> we're going to get right into the injury report. There's a lot to talk about. We're going to keep this going fast. Uh, we'll, we'll try to keep fast. it to the relevant injuries and then we'll get into higher, lower Hail Mary and all that. And then we're going to hit a, what's probably going to be a pretty big mailbag. Everybody smash Already the like button, please. In seven minutes? Give yeah. us a like. Seriously, give us a like. Give us a love. Give us a thumbs up or something. We really appreciate it. it gets more people here trying to grow the site. Uh, you guys are, of course, the backbone of everything we're doing. So spread the word and uh, give us Absolutely. some love. We appreciate it. All right, quarterbacks. Ben Roethlisberger dealing with a pectoral issue and a hip issue. I don't know how you'd be able to tell. The guy, like, literally can't move out there at all. He could not be right. more washed. And he's not practicing Wednesday. Might just be because he's taking a rest. 
Absolutely. And he's going to play. It doesn't really matter either way. Deontay Johnson, we'll talk about in a second. That's it. You're not playing Big Ben in fantasy. You don't really trust any of these other receivers. Najee Harris, of course, still solid. But yeah, disgusting. Just, you know, he'll he'll play, it sounds like. Jimmy Garoppolo remains sidelined. We're going to talk about Trey Lance in depth yeah. and higher, lower, Hail Mary. So we'll save that. But it is Trey Lance week, folks. That is the biggest story. Other than Alex Collins week, of course. It's also Trey Lance week, and I cannot wait for it. Yeah, he's been in stealth sitting in the weeds on my bench all year. And now all of a sudden. Here it comes. All right, Teddy Bridgewater dealing with a concussion. He did return to Broncos practice on Thursday getting in a limited session. I got to say, I don't feel too good about the Broncos playing either with concussed Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke. Don't. Yeah, he's been, though, Bridgewater, a significant upgrade all year compared to Drew Locke. It was uh, definitely Drew Locke really hindered this offense when he came in last week. So I, I love the fact that Bridgewater is at least getting in practices, not to use him, but it will at least boost Sutton, uh, the, the, especially Tim Prater, who had that great rapport with Teddy Bridgewater. They'll get a nice bump up should he play, and it looks like he's on track. Justin Fields has been announced as the starter moving forward, which you'd want to be excited about for fantasy, but he has not put up more than 10 fantasy points yet. He's been the quarterback 32 and 31 so far. You clearly can't start him. I don't even think you need to roster him at this point, and it's also bad news for guys like Allen Robinson, who has still not had a top 40 fantasy week. Good news for Darnell Mooney, though, who he loves, he's raved about, uh, and, and would I would probably consider getting Mooney into my lineups. Robinson remains firmly planted on your bench. With yeah, this Robinson is. I mean, can you believe? It? I mean, he's he's bench worthy completely. Bust of the year. Bust of the year. We should. All right, we're going to do a, a quarter first quarter show, and we'll talk about bust. Monday, of the year. yeah. We won't Monday. do that today, but Monday you'll see us again, and I'll have some quarter uh, thoughts one. on that. Quarter one right. awards. Yep. Let's get into running backs. Uh, this is like a glimmer of bright light of hope for me. Uh, Christian McCaffrey back in practice. He was dealing with a hamstring issue. I guess he probably still is. He says he definitely, that's in quotes, has a chance to return for Sunday's game against the Eagles. Obviously, that is not a commitment of any kind, but I'm still happy to see him out there at least getting some work. Makes me think if nothing else, he'll be back next week. Yeah, at minimum, you're getting him back next week. And if he's playing, you're locking him in. It's Christian McCaffrey. I don't care if there's a report of a limited touch he's total. playing the Eagles. Exactly. I mean, They're giving up like the seventh most points to running backs right now. Not a good run, D. And this happened last year. I remember it very vividly. McCaffrey's playing, but he's going to be on a touch total. He ended up being the number one scoring running back. He put up 35 fantasy points. He, he's under-owned on DFS. He was like 6% rostered. The million maker wonner had Christian McCaffrey. So I'm hammering him DFS at 8,700, underpriced, under-owned. Love that. And also, of course, in your seasonal leagues, you're getting him locked into your lineups. Zeke Elliott returning to practice on Thursday. He's not concerned about his status. He's coming off a nearly 150-yard day, looking as explosive as ever. 71 touches to 45 over the last four games. He is right into my top three running backs. Going to smash the Giants, no doubt about it. Get Zeke into your lineups. Joe Mixon, one of the true bell cow backs in the league, mm -hmm. due to an ankle issue, is still sidelined at Bengals practice as of Thursday. Not great news. No, and they're going to take a committee approach if he's out. That being said, Samaje Pirine is out-touched Evans 12-3 so far this year. We're going to talk about him in a little bit. But what he's seen work, he's actually done well, as gross as that might feel. I'd get Alex Collins in tonight if you have those two options. Get in Collins right now. But Samaje Pirine also shaping up to be a good streamer. Giovanni Bernard was limited in practice. Not really concerned because you don't going to play him. More so a concern because Leonard Fournette became an 82% snap player without Bernard in. Was the every down back, especially as the receiver ran a ton of routes. He would be a smash play should Bernard sit. 
But if Bernard plays, it gets a lot dicier. They all become about 45 to 50% at most snap players. Not a fan if he plays. All right, this one's so big. We, for some reason, we have it written twice on the agenda. <laughs> Eli Mitchell, shoulder issue, remains limited at Wednesday's practice. Of course he is. He's on my fantasy team. And if you're on my fantasy team, you're banged up or worse. Uh, he's been limited for the past week and a half. He didn't play last week. He was, remember, the bell cow back once. Did okay after that good first week thing. Uh, we're still wait and see with him. But anyway, he's he's limited. You're, you're not putting too much uh, stock in him right now. No, I'm not. But ultimately, if he does play, it ruins Trey Sermon, who's been the every down back. So it could ruin that. I have a real hard time playing Mitchell. If you're desperate, though, I imagine he takes back over as the 1A versus the 1B for Sermon. But it's tough to project always with Shanahan. And now you got Trey Lance probably vulturing goal line touchdowns. Last two running back notes, we got Darrington Evans scheduled to return from IR. The only reason I mentioned him is Derrick Henry's seen a ton of targets. Those will probably yeah. dissipate a bit. He, he's seen more targets than Alvin Kamara. Insanity, more catches, more uh, targets, just... more yards per out run. It, it's insane year. I wish it would continue all year. Darrington Evans might be a reason it doesn't. We just saw Jerry McNichols see freaking 12 targets so Darrington Evans could have a true meaningful role given how hyped up he was their, their Alvin Kamara light in training camp so a guy to stash ahead of time if you have an IR spot or some bench dump, uh, dumpster space and also last Peyton Barber's gonna miss multiple weeks I don't oh, make sure heart so. die hard Peyton Barber fan over there but Josh Jacobs get a nice stock up with clearly Kenyon Drake a third fiddle at best Right now, Josh Jacobs should continue to see his stock climb in these next couple of weeks as the only de facto running guy on that roster. All right, let's get into the wide receivers. Like we said, this is a long list, but we're hitting these pretty fast. You got to going quick, baby. Right, and and just keeping with the theme of anybody on the Truth Fantasy team, uh, just screwing him over royally. Calvin Ridley not going to London for Week <laughs> Five. Uh, injury? No, just a personal issue. I know. It's crazy is my I, I hate like I feel like an asshole because I'm like, I know, oh, I know. this is good for fantasy teams. Right. Because I it's know. not injury. It's not going to linger. And I'm like, well, the poor guy, like he's clearly got something bad going on in his life. Like that should be our immediate concern. We're just assholes as fantasy you know, rosters. But it is what it is. So in his absence, you know, Russell Gage also not traveling. Corderell Patterson, just another reason to smash him. We're going to talk about him later. So I'm going to keep moving. This is actually not a wide receiver, but Jair Alexander expected to miss week five of the Bengals. I haven't heard anybody talking about this. So I did want to mention that given how shut down he is, that's such good news for T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, whoever was going to get his coverage. Now they roll two or three of the worst corners out in the league. I imagine this game becomes a good shootout. And I love those guys. T. Higgins, one of my favorite plays, as we're going to talk about in a little bit. Yeah, hopefully T. Higgins, also on my team and injured, uh, will be coming back. He's limited during Thursday's practice, like you said, but hopefully uh, we'll see some sparks there. Julio Jones and A.J. Brown, let's just hit both of them together. They're both on the same team. They're on the same wide receiving core. They both got bum hamstrings. Um, A.J. Brown did practice. Julio did not practice on Thursday. Yeah, and it originally seemed like A.J. Brown was the bigger concern week to week, but after only one week, should be back. If he plays, he gets the Jags and no Julio, I'd be smashing him. Cooper actually did practice today. He returned to a limited session after missing yesterday. He's probably in your lineup. We saw how they did against Carolina, supposedly good pass defense. They'll roast the Giants, uh, and he had a nice long touchdown there. Big fan of Amari Cooper, Claypool. I think they're underrated on DFS. 
get him back into your lineups. I'm not Cooper, Cooper and Lamb. Sorry, I don't know why I mentioned Claypool. Right. Well, Claypool we're talking Claypool's next on the list. Let's talk Pittsburgh wide receivers because we just did the Titans together. Chase Claypool's got a hamstring issue. He was limited in Wednesday's practice. Juju Smith-Schuster, rib issue, was also limited in Wednesday's practice as if things couldn't get worse for the Steelers. What okay. a garbage fire that is over there complete garbage fire but ultimately i'm not playing either of them i just wanted to put them on the list to let you know they're going to be back and it's not going to matter because deontay johnson who i'm going to rave about in a second is going to be the main guy he always has been these last couple years it will continue will fuller on the reserve (laughs) what a shocker i couldn't believe the hype he was getting i why were people hyping this guy up in the i was not one of the people we were not but just for him coming back off suspension and i mean and then just coming back Missing, I think he missed one for personal reasons, maybe. And then a hamstring, uh, then a chest and ribs. And and now now he's just got a broken finger. Ridiculous. It's just absurd. All that is Jalen Waddle getting the matchup of all matchups, the most points allowed to wide receivers. He saw 13 targets the last time Fuller missed game. I'm all in on it. I love Jalen Waddle this week, even though it's only Jacoby Brissett, low A dot. I don't care. He's going to get peppered if you have any type of reception leagues get Jalen Waddle into your lineups. All right, let's keep, let's move along because we're long into this. Jerry Judy, the uh, Vic Fangio says he hopes that Judy will be back after missing six weeks, which is better than we thought when we saw the guy get hurt. Absolutely. Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, not expected to play. Galladay limited. Meanwhile, Dan Duggan of The Athletic saying Tony and Ross need to remain focal points because of the speed and the elements they bring. I'm going to talk about those guys in higher, lower Hail Mary. So we A lot of Giants more. offense talk here. But I, I'm, I'm into it. The highest over-under total on the main slate of DFS this week. Big fan of that. Elijah Moore back. Doesn't really matter, but it could muddy up targets after Jamison Crowder returned. Just a couple quick tight end notes. Hit us with Gronk. 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 Rib problem. Sideline for the second straight practice on Thursday. As you remember, he did not play uh, in that big game against the Pats. And I'm sure if he could have, he would have. Exactly. And I don't expect him to play here. Cameron Brait. My tight end 18 could be a streamer. Hawkinson back at practice. My tight end three. Great player. Kittle's still not practicing this week. If he's out, that would just may open up that many more targets for Debo, for Ayuk. If he plays, I still think you have to have him in your lineup, even though we only saw two targets from Trey Lance once he took over in the second half. And last but not least, Logan Thomas, IR, hamstring. Yeah, and the only reason I wanted to bring him up is Ricky Seal Jones, RSJ, our initials. RSJ. Six foot five monster, though. This offense does, Ramavur, dating back to all the way in Carolina with. Uh, Greg Olson, he loves peppering his tight ends. Let's hit some higher, lower Hail Mary. And we're yeah. going to, again, rip through these. I want to be done. Even at the if, at the 40-minute mark, we're not done. I don't care where we're at. We're cutting it because we got 63 we'll, fucking questions. We'll be done. We got a lot of questions. We're getting a lot more, guys. Give us a like before we get into the higher, lower Hail Mary. We'd sure appreciate it. We know we got a lot of people watching right now. We appreciate, we appreciate all you guys too. being here. Um, and like the Wolf said, if you're trying to comment, get questions answered on Twitter, you got to come to Facebook or to YouTube to get those answered. Not trying to promote those things specifically, but your questions aren't showing up live on our StreamYard feed. The other ones are. So, uh, yeah, more the, the merrier. Come on over. It looks like we got a lot Come of people on watching. Over. Right. We got 65 already, and we promise we'll hit every single one as fast as we can. I'll go rapid fire mode if we need to. All I'm right. going to go rapid fire mode right here with higher, lower, it. Hail Mary. All right, quarterbacks. Trey Lance, we talked about him before. Uh, those A lot of people have been waiting all year on this. Here he is. He's going to start. He's at Arizona. You got him as your QB9. The experts have him at 16, seven spots above. I think I know what you're going to say, but say it anyway. Well, 41 rushing yards in just a half last week. Konami upside. That's what I was waiting for. 
A hundred percent. I just gonna not gonna make you wait. I'm not even gonna tease you. But the fact that this guy had 20 fantasy points and a half last week, yes, a good chunk of that came on a broken play to Debo Samuel. But that's the Kyle Shanahan effect. He's got a great offense. He knows how to scheme these things around. Great weapons. Konami upside. Cannon arm. Sure, he looks skittish at times. That's going to happen again. He's going to make some dumb plays. But at the end of the day, I'm telling you, 25, 30 fantasy points and only 5,700 on DraftKings. This is not a Justin Fields situation because he's not anchored by Matt Nagy. Love Trey Lance. I have him above Tom Prady, Kirk Cousins, like a, a ton of guys, even maybe Justin Herbert this week. You probably don't have to go to those extremes in your seasonal leagues, but if you want to roll the dice, I'm telling you, he's going to kill it. Speaking of Tom Brady, he's your lower guy. You got him against Miami as your QB 10, experts have him at six, so you're four below. They actually have him listed ahead of uh, Stafford, Jalen Hurts, Wilson, among others. Uh, The Stafford one just seems crazy to me. They all seem crazy to me. Hurts hasn't been below a top 10 QB all year. I I think Again, Brady killed it the first few weeks. I get that. But now he's lost Gronk. That it was clear he was pretty lost to him. Maybe that's Belichick just being the master that he is, being inside his head. I don't know. It could be. But ultimately, he also gets Flores this week, another guy that understands him and knows him well. He's always kind of struggled with Miami for whatever reason. Grant, he's probably going to throw five fucking touchdowns now that I put him on here. But I, I just don't think this is the best of matchups. Miami's much more susceptible to the run than they are the pass. I think it's going to be a four-net day, if anything. Uh, so, yeah, I'm down on Brady this week. Hail Marys, Daniel Jones going at Dallas, 36% rostered. Taylor Heineke at the Saints, 13% rostered. Mac Jones, 18% rostered. Did you know that Daniel Jones is like the QB6? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. 400 yards last week. It's insane. I I can't believe it, but he's looking significantly better. Plus, he adds some Konami upside. Just wild, wild stuff here. And I put him at the top. He'd be my number one by far of the Hail Mary options. Then I put Taylor Heineke, who's had over 20 fantasy points in every single start. Capped off with 28 last week when he was our Hail Mary last week. That felt like cheating to do him twice in a row. So I just want to throw him in there again because he'd be my next option. And then if both of those guys are gone, I don't hate Mac Jones. Now, there's not a ton of upside. I think it's going to be a pound, pound, pound game to get to the running backs in a second. I'll tell you why. But if you're desperate, he's only 18% rostered. I could see him chucking two touchdowns against this porous defense, giving up the fifth most points. Two quarterbacks. Your must-watch, people could probably guess, it's Trey Lance. But you also threw in Joe Burrow and the Bengals' offense because they're playing without Joe Mixon, which leads uh, to the question, are they just going to throw the ball 60 times? Yeah, that's what I want to see. They averaged over 40 pass attempts in his rookie season. Since then, they've averaged the most rush attempts per game. Uh, They've been a slow-paced offense. It's been gross. It's been sluggish. I don't think you can do that against Aaron Rodgers and these Packers, and certainly when you don't have Joe Mixon in the backfield. So I cannot wait to see what they look like in the uh, Joe in the Joe Mixonless world here. All right, let's get into running backs. We got a good pace. We did that quarterbacks nice and quick. Mm, love uh, it. The guy that you're higher on, and you know me, I like to feel smart. I felt pretty smart after I went on the show last time we went on and said that Cordero Patterson was criminally underrated on your list. And to your credit, you actually agreed with me. Um, you had him like. 28 and i think by the time we got off the air you'd bumped him like five or six spots he went nuts last week he's the rb3 he's a ppr rb3 you've got him as your rb14 this week uh seven spots above the experts again you also like damian harris as your rb16 at houston four spots above the experts and what's crazy now is what you brought up patterson last week I brought him up as the higher last week at RB, RB28. I was like plus right. 13. And I said it was way too you're like, you're still, you're still not high enough. I bumped him up to like RB15 or so at that point. And 
he still I still wasn't high enough, and I'm probably not high enough again. It seems like his floor is like 15. At, at minimum, especially now with Ridley out, who else are they going to be throwing to? Who else are they going to have big plays from against the Jets defense giving up the most points to running backs? Yeah. I really like Corderell Patterson. Yeah. He is a must-start. Like we talked about Alex Collins. If you had Patterson versus Collins, go Patterson. Like oh, I love Patterson Collins tonight. I'm very into Patterson. I mean, uh, Collins tonight, but that doesn't matter. You I can't still not go. start Patterson until – this stops. I and, mean, and it's, I don't know that it will. I, I really think Arthur Smith has a knack for using, I, well, Kyle Pitts sucks. So I guess maybe not using his players to their <laughs> most capabilities, but even still Patterson has become that guy, the highest scorer on Atlanta. Who would have thought outscoring Ridley outscoring Pitts? That's Patterson. He's locked into my lineups. And then Damian Harris running back 16 plus four ECR, as you said, love him also at 5,500 on DraftKings. He is the clear cut guy this week i i know he's had two duds in a row under five points in back-to-back weeks but i'm telling you this is the week it flips we saw it in miami he had over 20 carries that week when the script is right they're going to pound it they had two very good run defenses that's why he went down this is the script against the number five in terms of points allowed depending on your scoring they always get pummeled houston they're going to get up big they're going to pound it and he also ran just an added bonus. Not only will he run for 102 touchdowns this week, he also ran 17 routes, the most of his career last week, more than Brandon Bolton, who did have six catches. Big fan of Damian Harris. He's going to kill it on DraftKings at 5,500. I think he needs to be in your lineups as well. Kamara, this is the guy you're lower on with good reason. You got him as your RB8 uh, at Washington. That's six below the experts. The experts have him at two. That just seems insane to me. Um, you also are down on Fournette, RB22, going against Miami, six spots below the experts. Exactly. And Kamara, again, he's in your lineup if you have him. Like, there's no doubt about it. This is more yeah. of a DFS call here. And the fact, like, why is he ranked above Eckler, above all these guys that are just beast? Aaron Jones, when he's, yes, seeing the most carries of his career, second most in the NFL right now. That's fucking insane for Kamara. He's never seen that much work. But it's coming at the expense of his receiving workload. And we've said time and time again, a target is worth 2.84 times as much value as a carry in PPR leagues. And that is killing Kamara because he's seeing minimal targets. He's got 14 on the year. That is criminal misuse. He's not getting targeted <laughs> so, by Winston. So bad. It's fucking horrible. I don't get it. I don't know why. And if you attack Washington the right way, maybe they finally get this guy going again. Uh, but I am lower on him compared to this ECR spot. And then, as we mentioned with Fournette, the fact that Gio Bernard's back, he's going to take right back into that third down role. And yet, maybe Fournette, they're pounding this team late. He could break a couple big ones. Miami is not a good run D, so it's a little bit risky running back lowers here. There just wasn't too many I didn't like this week. So those were the guys I went with. All right, he's a great one not to like at at two. Anyway, Hail Mary, uh, Samaji Piran, 34% owned, RB24, 12 spots above the experts. Seems like he's going to get a chance to prove his worth right now. Yeah, last time he saw, uh, he's only seen above 10 carries once in his life. 13 carries, he went for 94 yards, two scores, also hauled in four catches for 40 yards. The guy has that type of upside in him, and you think he's a classic plotter, and he is pretty much, but he did have that type of day. It was against Houston, it was a horrible run D. I get all that, but Green Bay is 27th against the run right now, DVOA, one of the worst teams last year that's carried over to this year. Pirine does have that matchup, probably the projected usage. I think he finds the end zone and is a great guy at only 30% owned. If you'd missed on Collins, and again, Collins above him for sure tonight, get Collins in. If you have Collins over Pirine right now, I'm doing that. I, I have them both on my team. And I'm going Collins, but still, Pirine, if you missed out, a solid option as well. Stash and C, Ramondre Stevenson, 12% owned, who I actually picked up off waivers when I dropped James White. 
Um, and I've since had to drop Stevenson again to make room for Alex Collins. And that's a good move. And yeah. I would do that as well if I'm you. But if you have not, if you have not picked up Collins and there's a bench space, I really think Stevenson in my gut is going to be a league winner down the stretch, whether that's because of a Harris injury, whether he takes over that third down role. We saw JJ Taylor fumble it away. You know, we're not going to see him probably for the rest of eternity during this. And they've talked about Stevenson really ramping up how well he's practiced and he, that, that know he's going to call his number at some point, he might become the big James white version. That was a 18% target share before white went down his third most in the league at the time. That could become Stevenson. Maybe he takes over for Harris at some point if Harris gets hurt. Either way, I want to own this. I want him on my teams. I want him on my teams, uh, especially against Houston. Maybe they give him some mop-up duty and he gets rolling here. I like All right, it. let's talk about must-watches. Damian Williams is the week five waiver pickup of the week, going to deliver quality RB2-ish numbers. Also, Eli Mitchell, another injured player on my fantasy squad. Is he going to return? Is he going to regain control if he returns? Uh, and then you got the Kenneth Gainwell and Miles Sanders saga in Philly. Exactly. Can't wait to see what Damian Williams done. Every time he's got work, he's been a top 24 running back. In fact, most often was top 12. That was in the Chiefs offense for a lot of that. So that, of course, is a big difference going from the Chiefs to the Bears right now. But the guy should see about 15 to 20 touches. Look forward to seeing it. Eli Mitchell was so explosive that week one. Does he get the control back? Big story because of how good that backfield is. I still think it's Jeff Wilson down the stretch, though. Ladies and gentlemen, stash him right now. Kenneth Gainwell, too. Outplayed Sanders. Is that going to happen? I know Sanders voices displeasure this week. Is the squeaky wheel going to get greased? Or is Gainwell going to continue to take over this backfield and be the more valuable back moving forward? Let's find out. All right. We got about 12 minutes before we're going to questions, no matter what. Uh, we got a lot of questions. I know people are, are asking. Give us a like if you can. I know I'm repeating myself a lot. Let's get into wide receivers. Uh, two guys you're higher on, Deontay Johnson going against Denver, wide receiver 19, five above the experts. I'm not sure I love that one, but I do love the next one. T. Higgins, wide receiver 27, 13 spots above the experts. Can't believe if he plays that he's legitimately going to be the wide receiver 40. No way. He's been a beast. He scored in both of the games he's played this year. No Jair Alexander, as we said. So I think T. Higgins in a shootout style narrative, no Joe Mixon. This is going to, they're going to turn back to last year where Burrow just chucked it 40 times. I think Burrow has a solid day as a result. I certainly think his receivers, including Chase, but also T. Higgins, significantly lower. I'm going to put him back in lineups in most chances. And Deontay Johnson is the second in expected fantasy points this year. Yes, he's going a little below that in terms of his performance. That's because Ben Roethlisberger sucks. Doesn't matter, though. He sees so many targets. He's seen double-digit targets every game so far this year that he's made it through. That dates back to last year, all but two games last year when he made it through the whole game did he see uh, uh, double-digit targets. And the only two he didn't was because he got benched for drops. I don't think that's happening this year. He's been very sure-handed. The volume is just going to be there over and over again. I think he is a top 10 receiver, top 15 receiver, and he's ranked near the 20 right now. Love Deontay Johnson. Guys you're lower on, and these guys fall into a similar category, which is guys whose rating is inflated because of their name at this yeah. point. Allen Robinson, who I love, but is just in a pretty bad spot uh, under Matt Nagy's thumb. Uh, wide receiver, 40, nine spots below the experts. I completely get that. OBJ, who I've been off of for several years now, but uh, people keep wanting to pump him up. He's going against the Chargers. Uh, you got him as your wide receiver, 42-12, below the experts. Man, I, I cannot imagine him meriting in a, a 30 wide receiver spot from the experts at this point. He's got to show me something. Exactly. And he did look good, Odell yeah. Beckham. We'll start with him in his first week back. Nine targets, five catches, 77 yards. Looking very solid. 
And then he followed that up with a nice seven targets. Okay, not bad in a, a yep. run-heavy attack. Only two of them being caught for 27 yards. And that's the concern here is Baker Mayfield with that torn labrum. It comes out now after the fact that he has a torn labrum. No wonder he couldn't push it down the field. No wonder he couldn't hit this guy with accuracy. Odell Beckham should have had an 80-yard blazing touchdown last week. I was higher on him last week. I am now reverting to lower because he couldn't get it done against a Minnesota team giving up the third most points to wide receivers at the time. And now we expect him to go against the Chargers who have just stifled wide receivers all year, certainly with their number one. I don't buy it at all. Not with a hampered Baker Mayfield right now. Awful stuff. And then Allen Robinson, wide receiver 40 is a generous ranking, apparently, given that he has not been wide receiver 68, wide receiver 45, 79, and 51 so far this year. Makes you want to puke. That makes me really sad. It's sad. And the guy has gotten it done with nothing throughout his career. That was the whole argument. Like the floor is going to still be there no matter what happens. It'll only get raised by Justin Fields. I, I don't know what it is, but how can we not react to it at this point? I want nothing to do with Allen Robinson in my starting lineup. He's on the bench probably the rest of the year. Honestly, I I almost cut him in a league because it was like he seems to be my least valuable player that I don't know I'll ever play at this point. It's not crazy. I mean, look, if I had him on my team right now, and my team's in shambles to some degree, if I had him on my team, he would be my worst wide receiver out of the yeah. six guys I got. If I were cutting someone to pick someone up, he'd be the guy. Right, exactly. Hail, which is nuts. Hail Marys, Kadarius Tony, 10% owned. John Ross, 1% owned. You're also going to talk a little bit about DFS with those guys. Yeah, only 4K for uh, Tony. Love that. John Ross, also only $3,400. Love them both. But this is the highest over-under on the main slate, 52.5. I love that. And even in seasonal leagues, though, I also really like these guys, especially Tony. I mean, if you watch his highlights, I don't know if you've seen him, that, but the way this guy changes direction, like, it's a huge joy. He is as shifty as can be, and then he gets he, he accelerates as fast as can be, like, you know, we always have those next Tyree Kill comparisons. I'm not going to say he's that because he doesn't have the quarterback talent to exploit it like what Tyree Kill has, but you just see what he is at a different level than the defenders around him. And that is awesome to see. Nine targets last week. I think that only continues to climb. Six catches, 78 yards. Wouldn't be shocked to see him find the end zone. They haven't even exploited his deep skills. That's because John Ross also has those skills. I didn't even know he was on the Giants until he caught a 52-yard no touchdown. Idea. Three seventy-two and a TD, and as we said at the top, the Athletic reported they want to keep this as an element. That was the most times Daniel Jones has ever thrown twenty-plus yards in a single game over eight times last week. That was as much as he's done the whole season, having these two weapons be the focal point. And clearly, it worked out. They beat the fucking Saints, and he threw for over four hundred yards. You don't think they're going to keep going to that well? I love these guys in DFS. I'll toss them in and hail Marys and seasonals when I need them. I think the Giants are sneaky rolling as a pass attack. I can't believe those words are coming out of my mouth. I can't either, but I respect your opinions, uh, and so we'll see what happens. Uh, stash and see, IR returnees, Rashad Bateman. I actually have him stashed on my IR right now. He's only 14% owned. Monday night gives you a little fun stuff to watch there. Can't wait to see what Bateman does. He's jumped up to about 26% roster at this point. I'd get in while the, before he gets hot. Big fan. And the last note here is must watch. How are the 49ers receivers going to fare with Trey Lance? It's just Trey Lance week. Other than Alex Collins tonight, of course. I know. Trey Lance Trey and Lance Alex week. Collins. Alex Alex, Collins. If we had a Trey poster Lance for the show, day. that's who it would be. It would be <laughs> us. If he busts tonight, we're going to be such fucking assholes. And I'm not sitting here saying these guys about to go for like 120 and two, but I think you're going to get a nice performance. Yeah, I do too. I, I'm starting him. I, I and that's Alex him. Collins. I do yeah. think Trey Lance blows up, and I'm I'm excited to see. Does IU get going with that deep ball? Does Debo Samuel have some more yak? Is this – you know, without the high percentage of Jimmy Garoppolo, is he still going to get peppered? We'll find out for sure. Tight ends right, real fast. Five ends. Minutes, we got five minutes. Tight ends. Guy you're higher on, Dawson Knox, playing at the Chiefs, who 
Uh, I don't think really know how to play defense. Uh, you got him as your tight end four, four spots above the experts. Makes sense to me. They've given up seventh most fantasy points to tight ends uh, this year. And Dawson Knox seems like a good fit to continue that trend. Do you know how many tight ends have more touchdowns than Dawson Knox this year? Uh, like one? Nope, zero. He, he's, <laughs> he's leading the league in touchdowns right now among tight ends. He's been a tight end one three out of four weeks. And even the week he didn't score as a tight end one, he was right there at tight end 13. He's been at, at running 79% of routes on the dropbacks compared to like 50% last year. He's like the clear-cut number three in this passing attack right now behind Diggs, Sanders, and then Beasley in a, a shootout game like this will get run about him. But as a red zone monster, he's the number one target. Again, two touchdowns last week. I think he easily finds the end zone yet again, and I love him. I absolutely love Knox this week. Odd trivia fact, since we're doing that, you know who's leading the NFL in rushing touchdowns? Oh, Mr. Donald. Of course yeah, okay. I do. Just, just wanted to throw that out there. You can't see, get one by me. Just come wanted on. to see. Oh, come on. I can get one by you, but not that one. You were waiting for it. You were waiting on the pitch. I hung it over the plate. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, I knew where, I should have predicted the question. I knew exactly where you were going. Uh, when it, we're like a married couple. We've been together too long. All right. Guys, we're lower on. Kyle Pitts. Gosh, can this guy plummet any further? Playing uh, Washington. You got him as your tight end. 12. Might even seem overly generous at this point. Six spots below the experts. Man, I love this guy at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I want to love him. And if he's ever going to do it, right, it's got to be this week. No Calvin Ridley, no Russell Gage. He should be the vein of the passing attack. Can't guarantee that by any means, though. So we'll find out if he is. Again, the tight end 24, tight end 9, 22, 19 so far this year. Similar to Allen Robinson, one of the chronic underperformers so far this year. I'm very worried uh, for sure. So I'm not into uh, starting him yet. Even though he, every everything says you should this week, I'm not doing it myself if I don't have to. Max, Max Williams is your Hail Mary. Yeah. I like the, if I like Trey Lance as much as I do, I think that narrative over under there is going to go crazy. I think Max Williams, again, top, top 10 tight end in two of the last three weeks. It's gross, but when you're throwing darts at the fucking wall, why not throw in a touchdown score in the league's most explosive attack so go for max williams only 18 percent rostered right now if you're desperate at tight end chuck one in for him what a night truth fucking probably the the most uh questions we've got sub and likes i'm in awesome really appreciate that guys uh yeah kind of the perfect storm of alex collins night so guys let's pray for a big i I need to go like you know take a xanax or something Exactly, and, and smoke a lot of weed at this. Uh, but, Ooh, but it's legal in this state, actually. It now that you mentioned, sure it. is. Um, but guys, thank you so much. RoastryJournal.com is where we breed and feed fancy wolves. You can find all our content if you haven't been seeing that running line. I'll be live again on Sunday, eleven a.m. We're going to be doing a show Monday, also. Maybe for coffee. I know. I wish we pumped that more while we had more people here. Live truth quarter one awards for those of you that are still here coming on Monday. We plan a banger of a show recapping the season so far. Who do we believe in that's blown up? Who we don't believe in that's blown up? Who's been a dud that we want to buy low on? All that good stuff. Uh, so those of you guys, uh, be here for Monday show, but we'll also be live certainly at 11 a.m. on Sunday. We always do sit-start show, me and my man CJ there. Uh, truth, we might hit a little coffee and sit-starts before the London game. I don't know if you're up for it, but I'm in. I'll do it if my kid doesn't have basketball. I have to awesome. check the schedule. We'll find out. So we might have double sit-start shows for you guys on Sunday. Awesome stuff. I appreciate all you guys saying you subbed up. So nice. I really appreciate it. It is legal. Ward Willis in Connecticut as well. Good stuff too. Uh, so enjoy it. Happy to answer. That's what we do, guys. Sorry if we missed you. That was a crazy night. Questions were jumping all over the place. It was awesome. So great stuff again. Thanks so much for being here, guys.
Best of luck. Let's go, Alex Collins, baby. We all need him. And that's we're, we're all me and you are starting him too. So that's the thing is like we're both starting him. We're putting our money where our mouth is. Well, that's what I love about our five show. minutes of the game that I haven't missed. Hopefully he hasn't been carted off the field. Uh, right, exactly. Yeah, that's that's what I love. Um, is if we're giving you advice, we're following it too. So if we're if you're rejoicing together, that's the best. If we're in pain together, we're in pain together, and and we'll give you your apologies, but just know we got the kick to the nuts too if that's what happens. But let's hope we're all going nuts. Um, right. So. Let's do it. All righty, guys. Best of luck. Let's go, Alex Collins. RotoStreetJournal.com. We breed and feed you fancy wolves. And if you like podcasts, the fancy fullback dives where you can find us. I'm the wolf. I'm the truth. And the world full of fancy sheep. Be that we wolf, guys. We used to have Later. it all. But now's our curtain call. So hold for the applause. Oh, 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 oh. And wave out to the crowd. And take our final bow. Oh, it's our time to go. But at least we stole the show. Football right there, folks.